Welcome to episode 3 of the Usual Podcast, the podcast where we discuss Star Wars The Old Republic, the Star Wars franchise, and geek and pop culture. I'm your host Marshall, and with me is my co-host Will. Say hello, buddy. Hi. And we're just sitting here enjoying our usual frosty beverage. My beverage of choice today is Dogfish Head 90-Minute IPA, one of my very favorite IPAs. I just had to say that. It's amazing. <laughs> and of course, I'm drinking my, uh, my usual Diet Pepsi. Well, there you go. Damn. All right. <laughs> Cheers. All right, man. So before we get started, if you have comments or questions or want to read the blogs discussed on the show, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com. Email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com and find us on facebook.com slash theusualpodcast. You can also reach me at Darth Pops on Twitter and Will can be found at I am Will Griggs. Please take the time to give us a positive rating on iTunes and like and share us on all the social medias. Before we get to the Star Wars The Old Republic section, I've got a couple things I want to cover here. The first thing is I went live with my other podcast endeavor because one podcast doesn't seem to be enough, apparently. Um, <laughs> as I talked about last week, um, I just kind of sit down with a, another buddy of mine and it we just talk about random stuff. If you like random humor, we're just sitting around trying to make ourselves laugh. Uh, it's called the Flipside Podcast. It's not on iTunes yet, but you can find it on our website for now. We'll let you know when it comes up on iTunes. The first podcast. Sorry, Britain. Yeah, well, it's rough. The the first podcast is actually called the Minute Bowl Generation, and I still have no idea how we got to talk about Minute Bowl. So it's definitely worth a listen. Let me know what you think. It's pretty damn funny. Um, Well, if I do say so myself. Uh, The other thing I want to talk about before we get going is our recording schedule. Usually, uh, usually... We're going to start we're going to try to record on Saturdays and post on Mondays or Tuesdays. Uh this week I'm in Disneyland next week, which I'm sure I will talk a lot about. Uh I so you. I know you're jealous, buddy. I know it's okay. Uh so we're going to record tonight's Wednesday the 11th and we uh will be posting this before I leave and then um posting this probably on Monday. Uh no, not Monday. Saturday I'm posting. So, I want to post it by Friday. Yeah, okay. So we're recording this on Wednesday the 11th and trying to post by Friday before I take off for Disneyland. And obviously expect a lot of Disney talk uh, in the Star Wars pop culture sections next week. So we should be back on track next week. I'm excited about Disneyland, dude. I can't even tell you. I'm excited for you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Shall we get to Slotor land? Oh, sure. Before we get to our weeks in game, we need to take a moment to thank this amazing community we're a part of. Uh, we had already recorded episode two and we posted the pilot, so uh, I hope nobody thinks we're a little late saying thanks, but I just want to give a big thank you to the Swotor community um, for all of their support. Uh, a few minutes after we posted the first episode, I don't know about your Twitter feed, man, but mine jumped. Um, retweets, favorites, words of congratulations. Um, it, it just, it really means a lot to us. Uh, I love being part of this community. I'm glad to contribute to the podcast section of it. And the support has been kind of overwhelming actually. So, uh, do you have anything you want to say about that before I get to specific shout outs? Well, I was going to say just thanks to the community cause they are fantastic. But now they brought up your Twitter feed. Is that your way of saying they're more popular than I am? 
Well, I think that's pretty obvious, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> no, dude, it, it was it was great. I mean, like I said, we've we've been in the community a while, and and it was it was really nice um, having all of the people retweeting and and helping us out. So, uh, specific shout outs. Um, Olid from, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, from SoturnNetwork.com. Um, it's a really cool thing he's doing over there. I just can't even tell you. Like, he he immediately uh, reached out to me to get our feed on that page. Um, and it was it was really neat. He helped me with a lot of stuff. And, and, and that's just one more part of this community that's that's great. Um, Mad Mart, Swotor family, I mean, he retweets and, and shares a lot. And it really helps keep this community going. Um, uh, road with Toro cast. He reached out. Um, he, he overheard us, I guess, talking about Hollywood Babylon. And I guess he's a big Kevin Smith, uh, Babylon fan too. So we talked about random podcasts and randomness for a while. It was really, really cool. So we might do well, something with them in the future. So I don't understand who are not fans, people who are not fans of, of Babylon. It's hard to believe, right? That anybody would not listen to that podcast. So absolutely. It's um, the best on the air. Yeah, if you're into geek culture, pop culture, and you like Kevin Smith and random impressions, it's it's damn good. Um, just some other people that retweeted and, and stuff like that. The Dirty Spoons, Nephthin from Old Rep Radio, um, AIE Sema, the guys from Escape Podcast, Gamer Lady, Tio, of course, at UtiniCast, Heather, Pretty Little Sith, Max the Gray, also from Escape Podcast, Holy Crap, It's Late, um, and UtiniCast and Old Republic Radio, gave us really nice recommendations on their podcast last week. Um, they said really nice things and I can't thank them enough for helping us out. So it was, it's really, really cool. It is. Thanks everybody. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Now that we're done tooting our own horn here, uh, we have a couple corrections to make. (laughs) (laughs) I don't Okay. So we weren't the only people to mess this up from the community cantina. A lot of people interpreted what they said as two expansions coming this year. That isn't what they said. They were actually game updates. So I don't know if that changes our opinions at all. Uh, I, you know, without an official expansion, I can't imagine them raising the level level cap. But I don't know. What do you think? You know, it does. It, to me, it's all semantics, anyways. I mean, you can nitpick any sort of wording, mm-hmm. but content is content. And yeah, I'd love you know level cap increase as much as the next person. But you got to remember, they consider. GSF a uh, in, an official expansion and there was right. no level cap increase with that. So honestly, I just think it depends on what they think the game needs at that moment. And I'm going to trust them because I've been enjoying it for three years and they're doing all right so far by me. Yeah. And we'll talk a little bit later about the one update we do know about. And we kind of talked about last week. We'll elaborate that when we get to the news section, but um, let's see here. So the other thing we said last week, and we learned this pretty quick when we get to our weeks in game, or at least mine, if you don't talk about it, um, we were talking about duoing some old ops and I think I made the comment that, you know, we have companions in 192 gear. Uh, you can't use companions in ops. I knew that. I don't know why I said that. Um, my bad. So I'm not, I'm not that. I'm not so, that. <laughs> when, uh, so when we went to go do our first ops for the first time when we did, uh, Oh, which one was it? Um, eternity vault, eternity vault. I'm like, Oh, there's no companions here. Thanks, Marshall. <laughs> yeah, he's listening to me, and I just misspoke. So I haven't done an op in a long time. I should have known that and not have said it. So that's my other, uh, I guess, uh, correction of myself. Whatever. Uh, all right, man. So let's get to our weeks in game. 
What did you do this week? Um, well, I attempted Eternity Vault <laughs> in the, the short amount of time that we had uh, to be able to play together before your power went out. Oh, don't get me started. And uh, But uh, once that happened and I had the solo stuff this week, I really uh, didn't have a ton of time to play. So again, I did a, a little bit of rep this week. I uh, finally maxed out the rep on the um, slot machine on the guild ship. Oh, cool. Nice. And so I've maxed that rep out, and uh, this week, um, once it re- uh, reboots, I should be able to max out um, Yavin. So cool. I'm excited about that. My next goal is to max out Rishi. Cool, man. Yeah, I think I'm pretty so. close on Rishi. Uh, oh, I think I have a ways to go on Yavin, though. And the other thing I, I did, which was which I'm which you would probably be more excited about, because anybody who's ever rolled with me, which is pretty much you, um, knows that my companion is almost always the healer. Just because I'm every single one of my characters is a DPS, and I just like to have the healer because then it just it's less worrying for me with learning how to do healing mechanics and stuff like that. So, um, but I got my weekly devoted uh, allies gear, and I threw it straight on HK. So nice. I'm going to be taking HK out with my main for uh, the next uh, foreseeable future. I love HK. I take him out with my assassin and my and my tank, my tank assassin, my tank bounty hunter. Um, he's awesome in one nine two gear. He just mows things down. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. Well, I just I didn't have I I still had him in his original gear, so he wasn't yeah. doing much of anything whenever I had him out there. So uh, <laughs> now that it's uh, Wednesday again, I'm going to take him out uh, probably after we get done with the uh, the. The recording tonight and take him out and do uh, my weekly for um, Yavin and get him the devoted allies weapon and then he'll be good to go. Sounds good. All right. So my weekend game, uh, I had pretty much no weekend game. I, I didn't even have power most of this weekend. Uh, it was very frustrating. As Will said, I was, we were doing our op. We got to the last, what well, the last boss. Yeah. Um, we were on the infernal one there. Yeah. We got to the last boss and all of a sudden, everything flickered and went away. We've had some really high winds on my little coastal town, and apparently we have uh, trees that fall on power lines, and it takes days to fix that. So I pretty much just got my power back yesterday. The upside, I missed—I got to miss two days of work. Um, <laughs> downside, no electricity. So when your whole house is run on electricity, it makes things very difficult, like you know, heat, stuff like that. Uh, it was awesome. We were doing a, a, a final boss, and uh, all yeah. of a sudden, Marshall's just standing there with his weapon out, not firing, <laughs> not moving, and Chad is gone. I'm like, all right, I'm getting my ass kicked now. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, I'm sure that didn't go very well. No, uh, I was pretty much dead. So that's that. I mean, that's pretty much all I did this week. I frustratingly uh, looked at my computer, which turns into nothing when there's no electricity running it. So there's that. All right. So let's let's move on to the news. We have kind of a lot to cover um, because, you know, we're uh, we're actually going to cover some stuff that just happened today, so that we're kind of current. So when we take a little time off from my little vacation, um, we're somewhat current. So the first thing, most of this we'll just kind of gloss over, uh, but the PTS is live again, three point one point one. The patch notes are up for that. Some class changes and stuff like that. Uh, Will you don't test much on the PTS, do? You? I haven't in a long time. I'm yeah. talking like two years. Yeah, same here. I don't. I don't get on there very often. I really should because there are actually some achievements you get for being on the uh, the PTS, and I need to get those. So yeah, they used to give rewards too. I know they don't do that anymore, but they used to give rewards, which was pretty. Yeah, cool. Yeah, you had a couple of titles you could get and stuff like that. So right. Oh, that was a long time ago. 
Um, so speaking of, usually we have maintenance on Tuesdays. Uh, it got postponed till actually tomorrow morning. So I'll just read this from Tate. It came out uh, yesterday, I believe. Uh, or maybe it was a couple of days ago. I don't remember. But uh, it says, hey, everyone, we've addressed some issues that would have otherwise had an emergency patch. So for, uh, wait, what? We had addressed some issues that would have otherwise had to had an emergency patch for. So in order to avoid that, the release of 3.1 has been moved to Thursday, which is tomorrow as we're recording this, 3 a.m. Pacific. So as such, the start of Season 4 and Bounty Contract Week will also be moved to the 12th. And the other events scheduled for 3.1 will occur as planned. Thanks for your understanding, Tate. So the one thing I wanted to bring up with this is I don't I don't ever mind if they postpone maintenance, but where, do you do Bounty Contract Week? Or are you done with that? You know, when it first came out, I was all over it. Like mm. all six tunes, or sorry, all eight tunes, um, maxing out every week. And I got about halfway to Legend status on the last tier. And I just stopped playing it for a while. So, yeah. I, re- I mean, since it comes out this week, I really should focus on that too and max out my uh, my bounty contract uh, um, uh, rep plus... Uh, yeah. I have very few contracts, so I need to start unlocking uh, the bosses. And right. so, uh, yeah, so I, I do have quite a bit of stuff I could still do on Bounty Contract Week. Well, if I wasn't going out of town, I'd definitely do it. I maxed Legendary a long time ago, but they've changed some of the rewards and stuff, so it'd be worth going back, but I probably won't make it this time. Oh, the final patch notes. There were a couple things I wanted to talk about for 3.1 now that it's coming out tomorrow. Uh,. The one thing, everything is the same. Ranked Arena Season 4 starting, new hard mode flashpoints, Legacy Unlock, Improved Mountain. We've talked about all this stuff. Uh, Relics of the Grease coming back February 24th. Uh, the two things I want to talk about, though, were Double XP Weekend, which I they didn't, I think, announce before this. At least I didn't see it. Get twice the experience from February 13th at 10 PST to February 16th, 17th. <sighs> <laughs> As I said on a previous cast, I haven't leveled any tunes outside of double XP or, you know, 12 XP uh, in a long time. And with double XP coming, a double XP weekend, I'd be stoked. But I am not going to be here. So <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to be spending most of my time during that weekend on my, um, on my alts. So, yeah. Most of them well, are in the 57, 58 range anyways, but I, you know, need to get them up to 60. Yeah. I'm fairly jealous, but I guess I'll just miss this this one. A couple other things before we get to our discussion topic um, that I want to cover. Let's see. So there were a couple posts, you know, yellow post on the on the dev tracker, uh, something about wind trading in season four. They're going to be a little more adamant about tracking that down. So those people blatantly cheating and and stacking their elo in ranked uh, that are going to try to uh, come down on that a little bit. And I think this is just piggybacking on. On, on their increase in trying to catch exploiters and, and stuff like that. So any thoughts on that at all? Um, you know, while well, I don't do ranked or any PVP at all, but um, yeah, it's just, it, it, it's cheating. And so and it's lame. <laughs> lame. It is. It is lame. <laughs> um, although on the other hand, you know, since uh, you dragged me over to a non PVP server, yeah. Um, I have all those PVP achievements I need to get, so you and I might be hanging out in an open world area and, yeah. you know, challenging each other. <laughs> well, it's, it's 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 killing you, isn't it? <laughs> it is, but you know that's not technically cheating because it's 
you know, we're actually challenging each other and going for fights. So sure, yeah. So you get on M two and I get on a pub tune and we duke it out. I'm down with that. Yeah. Um. All right. So let's see. That's win trading. There, there's some stuff on bug reports trying to make that better. Obviously, reiterating not to replicate or test exploits. I just can't imagine them having to keep talking about that. But whatever. Again, you, I mean, you know, my point of view on exploits, just don't do them. Yeah, it doesn't make sense to us. But I know people out there. Anything to win. I just, I, I just can't want to win that much. I guess so. But right. that's just me. Um. All right. So the other thing here, uh, we want to talk about the Cantina event. The next one is March seventh. In Boston, they just announced that. I'm jealous. Um, I would love to go to that. Me but too. It's on the I, other side of the country. I know. My sister-in-law lives uh, in the Northeast. Um, you know, so does uh, some other, uh, a couple of buddies of mine. But there's just, uh, it's just too far. <laughs> um, yes. But they did release, they did release to the uh, fan sites uh, the the next upcoming the schedule the tentative schedule i guess for the next canteen event so i'm going to list these off real quick i actually stole these from utini cast website because they got the they got the word and they talked about it on their show so i thought we'd bring it over here um one i think we're going to go to one i wish i knew we want to really want to go to i know that sentence makes no sense but <laughs> we're, let me read teacher <laughs> yeah exactly let me read through this real quick so uh pax east most of them are all of them actually are around cons or events so PAX East, um, that's going to be in Boston. We just talked about that. Star Wars Celebration, Anaheim, <sighs> April sixteenth through nineteenth. So I know, man. Uh, the next one we got it. I just, it's in Anaheim. I could go. I just don't think it's going to happen. It makes me sad. Seriously, it's three hours from where I am. I know it's way farther than that for me, but I I could make it happen. I just can't get it together. I'd have to take work off. It's conveniently not during my spring break. Uh, so I'd have to take a week around spring break and I'm sure everybody would love that. Um, the next one we are going to, or at least I am San Diego comic-con that's July 9th through 12th. Um, you going to try to make it down or what? I am really going to try. I think I actually can swing it this year. Mm-hmm. Last year, unfortunately finances made it impossible, but this year I think I actually can, uh, can, can make it happen. Yeah. Um, I might get, I might get the whole usual squad down there. So, You'll, you'll definitely see me if anybody's going to San Diego Comic-Con. Let us know. So Sweet. Uh, then there's Gamescom, Gamescom in Cologne, Germany in August. PAX Prime in Seattle uh, the end of August into September. And then there's New York Comic-Con October. So uh, I would any chance, love to, any go chance to go to Seattle? Yeah. I, I would love to go to PAX Prime since uh, I actually lived in Seattle for almost a decade. Mm. And uh, I've got... Um, you know, lots of friends. I mean, you know, uh, my sister Steph and uh, our friends Amy and Carolyn really try to go to PAX Prime every year. Right. They go to a Girl Geek Con up there. And, nice. uh, you know, they were going to Steam Con every year until they stopped doing that. But uh, but they really try to make the uh, the con circuit up there. They have uh, Emerald City Comic Con up there, which is big every year. Cool. Yeah, no, I'd like to I'd like to go back up to Seattle. I lived up there briefly, but I'd, I'd, I'd love to do that also. But, yeah. Lots of things like wife and kids. So let's move on. <laughs> All right. The last thing I want to talk about before we get to our brief discussion topics. Um, we covered kind of a lot. I'm, I'm proud of us. Um, so let's see. We wanted to talk about the season four rewards teaser blog, which I we just looked over those pictures and it makes me kind of want to do ranked. How do you feel about that? Well, I don't like doing PVP first. 
ranked on right. top of that, which is where you get the people that are really adamant PV- PVPers. Oh, yeah. Even on top of that. But, dude, these swashbuckler weapons. Oh, I mean, I the assault so. cannon is an actual cannon. I know. It looks so cool. <laughs> I mean, and, I... I just yeah. I like the the single bladed lightsaber is just disgusting. It's Dude, amazing. it seriously looks like a rapier. Yeah, it looks like a rapier. It's got the handguard and everything. I know people are gonna think it's crazy. I think it's amazing. So there. Yeah, all all of the <laughs> swashbuckler weapons look incredible. So hats off to all you people doing ranked. Uh, good luck. Get those weapons, and I'll watch from afar. So yeah, get, we just get found those that out yesterday. And get them on the so. GTN. <laughs> yeah, if only, if only. I think they're all bound, which makes it oh. very sad. At least bound to legacy, I think, at the very most. Which is sad. I know, I know. Uh, They got to have something, man. You know, PvP is lacking right now. And give them them amazing weapons. At least make it it unique. I think that's super important. So um, Very good point. Yeah, that's pretty much all they've announced as far as that. They haven't gotten into too too many specifics about, you know, they usually, you know, announce titles and stuff. This is just a little teaser. This just came out yesterday. Oh, man. I'm looking at the picture again. I just realized the assault cannon was triple-barreled. Yeah, it's phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, it's like the coolest thing ever. I want it. Uh, you can't have it, dude. You gotta like you. You I gotta. You. Well, you gotta do stuff that you just don't want to do. So, is it? It's worth it, maybe, but it's gonna be hell trying to get those, man. Um, all right, let's see. So, and the last thing we want to talk about is the pack that's coming out with tomorrow's three point one patch, um, uh, the shadow pack. Now, Dolphy, of course, has a nice preview on her site. Uh, I was going through some of this, and I, I dig the packs. I usually try to buy the stuff I like on the GTN. Um, let's buzz through this real quick, man. What what stood out to you? What did you like? Um, well, I never really got into packs because I was spending all my cartel coins for months and months and months transferring all my characters over. But now that's done with that, I can usually buy a couple of uh, packs a month. So, I well, and you can and you can buy a lot of it on the GTN too with credits. So true. That's I um, always wait for the prices to drop a little bit. But go ahead. I I really like the the Marshall Pilgrim armor armor set. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks it's really interesting. It looks almost Roman, which yeah. is really kind of cool. Um, as yeah, a historian, kind of like a toga. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And so, I mean, as a as a historian, I think that's that's pretty darn cool. Um, the other thing that really jumps out at me is I love the. Um, the Lurgo Enforcer mount. It looks like a a tri winged yeah. hovercraft yeah that's cool um you can tell they're going to be super annoying on <laughs> they'll, be all, they'll be all wide <laughs> exactly they're going to be like you know causing you know delay issues and lag for me and everything but i'm like i don't care get me out on an open world and i'll be cruising that thing it looks so cool yeah that'd be awesome um yeah i i really like a lot of it i wanted to talk briefly though about the dreads thing i don't know if you saw the hair that's it's not really part of the pack um but they're they're previewing it they have another version of dreads now the last time they did a pack or around an update or whatever they had another dreadlock i did say in the last cast i think that all my all my tunes are chiss what i didn't say is that all my tunes are chiss with the tied back dreadlocks that we have the ponytail dreadlocks and what and color are your dreadlocks okay you had to ask didn't you they're I hot did. pink okay hot pink <laughs> i said it i said it i think i look amazing purple skin hot pink hair dreadlocks badass so i haven't reached out i haven't branched out and bought either of the or you know bought the other dreadlock yet 
most of my companions do run around with masks on, but companions, most of my tunes, but I don't know. I don't really like this one looks like poop. Like literally. It does. Doesn't it? Doesn't it just looks like someone crapped on someone's on the head. It looks terrible. Absolutely. It does. I uh I actually really I just looked down here and I really like the uh um the sinister emote. I can totally see you pulling that off on uh, <laughs> any situation where I'm not, you know, doing things fast enough for you. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I'm not really a big fan of the, the regen things that that take you out of stealth, but uh-huh. I really like the massage bot. The I massage bot's kind of tight. I like that, dude. It doesn't I mean, look really the, comfortable. Uh, but. No, but I, do, I mean, I do have the... Uh, um, That's pretty cool. You know, the ones <laughs> that you could buy for, for one credit that were the... Uh, interrogation tables yeah yeah I like so i've that got one. all those but again like i said it takes you out of stealth so um mm-hmm. but this massage bot's pretty cool i just might break that out in my stronghold and you know just get my cares to go away now we talked about that maybe that's how the ship droid massages your feet he just kind of you know maybe he just there's a bolt of something coming out of his hands which seems weird but i don't yeah, know but then but then uh you know he rises <laughs> up and <laughs> uh moving on uh, let's see. Uh, one of the other, I did like the mounts. I thought they were cool. The, the animal mounts. Um, I like yeah, the, the ice devourer and the, and the, cool. the, yeah, that devourer looks cool. So I don't know these packs. I, I'm going to look for this stuff on the GTN. The prices do drop fairly quickly. I did like the Revenite's Vindicator armor set. I do have the Reven mass on my main. Um, I'm not sure about the cloak quite yet, but it might grow on me. It's kind of cool. Um, yeah, we'll see. Uh, so that's pretty much all I want to talk about on that. All right, so on our discussion topic this week, we're going to kind of talk about the official roadmap letter from Bruce McLean. Uh, but before that, let's just briefly talk. I don't know if you had a chance to read it, but The Price of Power, a blog post, uh, Courtney Woods actually wrote this one. Um, I did not. Courtney's yeah. great, but I did not get a chance to read this this week. It's, it's no biggie. We'll, we'll Actually, we might even bring it up next week. The, the, the thing is, it's... They do these periodically. Um, they're literally stories, fan fiction, sort of. And this one is involves Darth Maul and Darth Lacris, names that should sound familiar. I love me some Darth Maul. I think he's a badass. He is um, pretty cool. He's uh, one of the few Darths that I actually do like. Oh, man. I, in the in the Forge Alliance and stuff, he rocks. I just like him. So, I mean, this is really ro- well written. It's really a cool story. Check it out if you can. I'll put the link in the show notes if you haven't seen it. Um We'll check it out, and maybe we'll talk about it a little bit more next week. Um, we have a lot to cover today, so let us move on. Mm-hmm. Um, the last thing, two more things, actually. One, let's talk about Bruce McLean's official letter um, that came out. The one thing that actually today, and I want to make sure I get this right here, um, one thing that came out today... So about the letter in general, like, so we talked about all the stuff that Bruce McLean at the, at the cantina, you know, he put out in his letter um, about the updates and stuff. Um, there was some clarification on Zyost um, today, I think it was, uh, coming out in spring or summer. And so uh, they came out and said, hey, folks, um, did some double and double checking, double, double checking. Zyost is indeed one of those big updates, and it is currently targeted um, for a spring release. The note yeah, the I believe uh, in the Cantina notes we got it said April. Yeah, yeah. So it's so they're they're shooting for April twenty eighth is the gist of it. So they're basically saying until our our target for three point two is to hit on April twenty eighth, 
Um, as with any dates, of course, they're subject to change. Um, but they first updated saying it was in summer. That was an error. So um, they're going to let... It says, I let my main man Tate know, and he will get it up updated shortly. So obviously, Eric was people point out to Eric of the issue. So, um, so we can hope for that. So do you think, I don't know, let's just real quick, we kind of talked about this, but with Zios, do you think we're going to get just a daily area and some more story or, I mean, what do you think? I'm guessing it's going to be a, a really similar, more like, uh, Oricon than say McKeb. Oh, okay. So not so as big it, as McKeb, but yeah. Cause McKeb was a huge release, you know, similar to, you know, having one of Yavin or one of Rishi, but I think uh, it'll be more like maybe an Oricon where it's, you know, basically centered around dailies. Once you get the story done, there's really nothing there but dailies. Um, so, yeah, I think that's what it's going to be more like. Cool. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think I'm hoping we get something like that. There's definitely going to be more story. They've, they've said that with the major updates, they're going to be focusing mostly on story. So <clears throat> I know that ba- I know that the PVP folks aren't going to be very happy about that, but there's a little segue here. So yesterday, I think yesterday, um, there was a couple of, so Eric came on and he basically says, I'm seeing a few questions in this thread that I want to address. So first, just as a gentle general reminder, this producer letter from Bruce is not a comprehensive list of every piece of content or feature you will see this year. Obviously Um, it's primarily targeting the beginning of the year. Um, As we get further into the year, we will continue to release more details um, so one of the things that they, they, he goes on to say, he says, what you're seeing in the spring with Zios is one of those large updates. The other update later in the year, we'll talk more about soon. As for some other questions, um, PVP and class balance. So Bruce just came by and agreed that his producer letter should have mentioned class balance. And that of course, will definitely be making class balance changes throughout the entire year and beyond. This doesn't help our poor PVP folks, does it? No. <laughs> This doesn't give them, I mean, that doesn't even say we may possibly hopefully have a new war zone or anything for the poor PVP community. And I know they're, they're, they're struggling to hang on. I know a lot of the community still does a lot of PVP. I love to jump in and out of PVP, but with nothing new, it's hard to really stay there. And I, and I definitely hear that. Um, Well, for, for me, somebody from like my angle where I, I mostly play solo and I'm such a, a noob when it comes to PvP that yep. when I do try to jump in, because on on top of the fact that the the PvP community is starting to get frustrated with lack of content, yeah, you tend to get snapped at. Yeah, that's when nuts. you don't know what you're doing, mm-hmm. but yet it's not easy to get in and learn what to do if they don't let you. Yeah, you're absolutely right, and it's hard. That's why anytime that I do PvP, I like to bring someone with me. You know, just so at least there's some coordination there. Someone that right. knows what they're doing. So, like, I've dragged you in before. I've dragged some other people with me before, you know, just leveling. I mean, it's fun. Lobby PvP, they're a little more forgiving because, you know, it's not anything to get too stressed about. But PvP brings, this is one of the reasons I don't play console games, you know, Halo and stuff like that anymore. It's just, it's too, I can't be, ha- I can't, look, after working 10 hours every day, I can't come home and be hollered at by strangers on the internet. So exactly. I, I don't, I don't, I just don't bother with it most of the time. Um, okay. So one of the other things in here is queuing issues. They're still working on this. Unfortunately, I have no further updates at this time. So that's the, that's the, they alluded to better than cross server thing that they, I think mistakenly said that a little early. I don't know if they're even working on it right now, 
the PvP community is screaming for cross-server queues. I, I don't. I can't imagine they're even working on this. It, whatever idea that they have, I think, is kind of on the back burner right now, which is sad again for the PvP community. Um, and this obviously affects you know queuing for flashpoints and stuff like that too. So, all right. Last thing on here, it says other content PvP PvE PvP team is as busy as ever we aren't ready to talk about what we're working on please remember that this is a non-comprehensive list of the whole year um or even beyond that so maybe they're working on something but i don't i think if they don't give the pvp community something soon there might be mutiny <laughs> if they were on a boat i don't know well now that they've got that swashbuckler gear you never know yeah that's mutiny right there they have the gear for it that's pretty cool all right, last thing in the SWOTOR section. It's not really SWOTOR, but there's a little KOTOR involved. And I know this kind of jumped out at both of us, and some other folks have talked about it, but if you have not jumped on this uh, Humble Bundle thing yet, you got yeah, you it's have a, to. It's a great I don't know if deal. it's even too late. Is it too late? Um, you know, I don't know. I, uh, I know as of yesterday, they added a couple more games to the bundle mm-hmm. if you purchased it earlier. Um, three more to be exact, and so yep. I went to the page for there, and it was still available. But I don't, I haven't checked today, so I'm not sure. The but, star, I know they do a lot of different bundles, but the Star Wars Humble Bum, that's hard to say. Humble Bundle might actually be done, but I, so what? Talk, tell us about it. You go. Um, well, it includes basically all the major um, Star Wars games from the past: uh, Force mm-hmm. Unleashed, um, the uh, the Kotor, Kotor Two. Uh, Jedi Academy, um, Dark Forces, all of those. And, you know, as someone who never really plays console games and, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't really get into the, the KOTOR stuff story-wise, I just jumped into a tour. Um, I've been looking for KOTOR in stores, you know, but trying to find like a two-pack at Best Buy or, sure. or anything, GameStop, just whenever I go and trying to find new stuff and I just haven't been able to find stuff. And then, right. you know, this came up and 14 I- bucks is what I paid for all of those. Yeah, I think if you pay over 12, I, again, I don't know if it's still going, but if you hopefully you jumped on it, it was all over the internet. But um, the ones I'm most excited about were Battlefront 2, which I haven't played in forever. Um, I mean, it, although it does get bad reviews uh, over overall, I really enjoyed KOTOR 2, and the one I have won't run on my new computer. So all these, they give you a Steam activation code. There's Empire at War, Force Unleashed 1 and 2, Jedi Knight 2, Star Wars Starfighter. Um, and Dark Forces one and two that came out too. So I mean, it's it's such a cool thing, and it's for charity. Um, they've raised millions of dollars, and uh, I mean, it looks like it's over four million dollars right now. So that's amazing. So, yeah, it's just it's a great deal. You can't pass it up. So if it's not too late, jump on it. All right. So are we done with Swotor Land? We are. All right, man. Let's go. Section two, Star Wars. Oh, we got some some good stuff. I think today. Um, yeah, I, I'll, I'll start off with a, a little retraction of mine. Yeah, retract away, sir. For last week, I pointed out an article from Screen Rant that talked about uh, Tatiana Maslany, who's one of our favorite new up-and-coming actresses, uh, who's get, who is being considered for a lead role in, in the first spinoff. And it looks like she was beaten out by Felicity Jones. Um, so Who's also great. She is great. Um, I actually am uh, looking forward to seeing the theory of everything yep. when it be uh, comes uh, available digitally, and I'll check that out. And uh, but you know, I kind of had my my heart set on Tatiana, but you know, I'm sure Felicity's yeah. going to be great. And you know, just any time they're just getting quality actresses and actors to be in these movies is fantastic. 
Yeah, I was kind of bummed. This, I mean, it was the next day. We yeah, found this out after we recorded. The day after our last recording. <laughs> so we said, oh, we're excited about Tatiana Maslany. And then the next day it was gone. But, you know, you know, Felicity Jones will be fine. I, Tatiana will do something awesome. And if anything, Orphan Black will continue to be amazing. So oh, absolutely. Uh, let's talk about, just really briefly, uh, this other note I have here. Disney's Iger Way's Marvel Star Wars subscription video plans. Now, this was pretty vague, right? Very vague. And it's kind of maybe not even worth talking about. Um, but the, I guess they're just toying with the idea of a Star Wars subscription video plan. I mean... Yeah, I think they're trying to make it very similar to the Marvel Unlimited plan, which is if you're a comics reader, you just get unlimited access to the to the Marvel uh, archive content for, mm. of comics for, I think it's nine ninety nine a month. So I think they're kind of going on that plan, but with... Disney and Marvel really already making big inroads with Netflix with their their four upcoming series plus the Defenders uh, coming right. up on Netflix, uh, which is starting with Daredevil soon. Oh, I can't wait for that. It just uh, it sounds oh, which really quick uh, little note on that if you haven't seen the casting news for Jennifer Jones, which is one of those four, David Tennant has been signed as the villain. No way. So. Dr. Ten himself will be joining the Marvel Universe as the villain in Jennifer Jones on Netflix. That pretty much makes my day. Absolutely. And, I mean, they've already signed Vincent D'Onofrio to be the villain, to be Kingpin and Daredevil. They're really going uh, all out with making these shows on Netflix work. So I'm very excited. Yeah, man. I, I love David Tennant. I'm a big Doctor Who fan. The wife got me into it. Tennant is... I would say my favorite doctor of all of them, um, yeah, of the new, of the reboot. To, yeah. He was great in, you know, Harry Potter, obviously. Yep. Yeah. He's great in Broadchurch, and, uh, um, he's just, he's been good in everything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm excited about that. Awesome. Welcome to the Marvel universe. That's amazing. Um, all right. So I have this other thing here. It was John Williams birthday on February 8th. Yes, it um, was. And, and if you're a Star Wars fan, you're probably a John Williams fan. Uh, so I thought we just, as a mini discussion topic in the Star Wars section, just, I don't know, let's just talk about our favorite uh, John Williams Star Wars songs. Why not? Um, for me, I've been a huge fan of John Williams for years. Um, I still actually remember my sister-in-law got me a two-disc set of his greatest hits, which um, oh, awesome. I actually still have the CDs, even though I've made everything uh, <laughs> digital. I kept the CDs because I just love the set. Yeah, you can't um, get rid of that. Yeah, and he's done, you know, everything. So um he's just fantastic. Um so it was really hard to choose um what was my favorite, but I there's a few I had uh, but I I think I'll go with Duel of the Fates. Nice. It's the best part of Phantom Menace. It's just so dramatic and what's really great is most of his um his scoring does not include any sort of lyric, right? right? Whereas this one has the chanting in the background. Um, very, very powerful. I loved it. Yeah. No, I, I love Duel of Fates. That's definitely close to one. Definitely a, a close second in my book, man. I, there's something about when that, when that, uh, when that chorus kicks up and they just start belting out. Oh, it's just, it's amazing. It's so cool. You know? And then, Absolutely. Uh, 
when uh, Darth Maul lights that lightsaber and everything is just going, ah. It's yeah, it's great. Ar- arguably the best part of, of Phantom Menace, probably. Leading up to probably the best fight scene in that in the series there. So Yeah, and the first the introduction of the double-bladed lightsaber is just, oh, oh yeah. wow. Couldn't have made it more dramatically awesome. Um, mine is a little mellower than that. There's just something I'm one of my favorite, if not my favorite, uh, Star Wars movies is episode four. Um, there's something about when Luke comes out, um, you know, and he's looking at the sunset, you know, the, the, the two stars setting, uh, but the binary sunset, that theme or that variation of the force thing is just phenomenal. Like it's just, it, it, you know, not to get sappy, but it, it brings me to tears almost every time. It's just something it's some, it's a very emotional scene. And I just, I, I absolutely love it. If I could play an instrument, I would, that would be the first song I would learn. <laughs> Well, it's so brilliant because, I mean, who hasn't had a moment of inner reflection while looking at, you know, the stars or at the sun or anything? And this is the same exact very human moment that we get in a in a space saga. And, uh, you know, it just happens to be that there's two suns, but he doesn't treat it any differently because it's what he grew up with. And it right. just it makes it easy to connect with him on a on a personal level. Exactly. Yeah, it's 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 awesome by far. By far my favorite John Williams song. So happy birthday, Mr. Williams. Happy birthday. All right. So uh, we have one other pretty cool thing, I think, for the Star Wars section. Um, there's been some rumors around. Uh, do we want to talk about the other rumor? The other or is that... rumor. Oh, the, other... oh, oh, the, uh, the release date rumor? Yeah, we. I forgot to put that in here. That, that is was gonna, totally not in here. Big news. Um, that was going to be a big one. Yeah, let's talk about that before we get to this minor one. Um. <laughs> yeah, the, evidently there is um, some rumors going around. There's very little of it that I've seen actually on the internet. Um, the the source that I saw was from uh, Telegraph.co.uk, which is you know a major newspaper over in Britain. Sorry, Britain. And <laughs> um, and this was today. We just saw this today. Yeah, the the article was just posted today, but it's referencing, I guess, a talk that JJ gave at um, um, some awards banquet last week, where he mentioned that he's actually pushing for a return to a summer release date of for 2015, not a push back, but a push up, um, because he is getting frustrated with um, leaks, and right. uh, you know, as a as a sourcing, they were talking about the uh, the lawsuit that. Disney is, or the Lucasfilm is brought against the leaker of the uh, the shadowy Sith figure back in October, which we talked so, about last week, right? Exactly. So, I mean, actually, I I've had very little time to research this because I just found the the, the article today. I'm actually my brother texted me and said, "Oh, have you heard this news?" I'm like, "What the heck?" Right. Evidently, he, I had been in class all day, so he uh, he had gotten the news before I did, and so I read the the Telegraph article, and we'll put the link in the show notes for that, but just insane news and um i mean i'm a little the only bummer part of it is it was coming out the weekend of my birthday and and i always like to choose a birthday and for the last i don't know decade i've been pretty much stuck with going to lord of the rings movies on my birthday exactly um so never had an opportunity for star wars because every star wars movie had been released in may because it's right around george lucas's birthday right um but if they push it back up to summer, I am thoroughly excited for that. Yeah, I don't know what I did. I swear I put this. I almost. I'm just glad I remembered. Uh, yeah. So I'm. When you sent me that today, I. You know, look. It's obviously rumor right now. 
we can't Absolutely. we can't say this is this is a thing yet. But obviously, the sooner we have Star Wars, the better. Um, and if and and you know, we don't break our necks trying to find rumors of plot, you know, leaked no. pictures and stuff like that. I would like to go to the theater without it being spoiled. And the thing I read about it was basically saying he's worried about by the time it comes out in December, everybody's going to know the plot. And you know the Star Wars community. You know these bloggers. The moment they latch onto something and decide they hate it, it's going it, it, to... I can't imagine it necessarily hurting sales, you know, uh, box office sales. But at the same time, if, if a huge section of the community decides they don't like something, they're going to be very, very vocal about it. And I can see his concern. If he's legitimately thinking about moving it up, I think that is definitely a good move to, to alleviate some of this drama. You know, I agree. So I don't know. I, I, the sooner, the better for me, I would love to see it in May. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and, and the upside, I mean, what do you think that would affect if they did do that? Because obviously we have comic con in July. We have, you know, other cons and stuff. This is, that would be right on the heels of star Wars celebration. Do you think, I mean, obviously celebrations, uh, you know, itineraries obviously have to be kind of set. If he makes this switch, I think people that going to Anaheim might be kind of bummed that they may well, not the get article, what they could get. I don't know. In the article, it doesn't say anything about moving specifically back to May. Um, it could right. be a return to August or, or a move up to August or or July oh. or June. I mean, it just said back to summer. It okay. didn't specifically say back to May. I think um, we just assume it's May. Because of exactly, the you past, would think, yeah. but you know, since by originally moving to December in the first place, um, it just shows there that they're not handcuffing themselves to the George Lucas rule. Yeah. So you know, it could go anywhere. And you know, once they moved away, everyone else solidified their major plan. So you had you know Ant Man and Avengers and mm-hmm. um, and uh, Avengers Jurassic is in World, May, right? What was that? Because Avengers is in May, correct? Avengers is in May. You have. Um, Fast and Furious 7 in April, you've got Ant-Man in July, you've got uh, Jurassic World in May. So they've all solidified their release dates. And so, yeah, so I I really don't think they'd go back to May. Um, I think, if anything, they might pick June, because that's where I think there might be an opening, or maybe August. Um, And that way, if they were to pick, say, August, they would be able to have something at Comic-Con in July and still have a little mystery. Yeah, I'm with you. That would make sense right. to me. It would still give them some post production time, and still, you know, take uh, you know four months of uh, of spoiler time out of it. Yeah, we'll see. You know, I, I hate spending too much time on these things if we don't know for sure. But it's nice to think about. You know, that they move it around a little bit. That might uh, give us Star Wars. Uh, you know, Force Awakens a little sooner. Yeah. So. All right, uh, two more, one more thing here before we get to our other mini discussion co- topic. We might actually postpone that a little bit, but we'll talk about it briefly. Um, let's talk about this awesome sculpture. Wow! <laughs> Excuse me. If you haven't seen it, um, there's a sculpt, there's an ice sculpture in Japan. It's for the 66th annual, uh, 66, I see, 66th annual Sapporo Snow Festival uh, that's underway in Hokkaido. Uh, the northmost island of Japan. So uh, I'm just going to read this real quick. The visitors at this year's festival have been awed by the sight of a giant Star Wars snow sculpture, which was officially endorsed by Lucasfilm and its parent company, Disney. 
This festival showcases impressive snow sculptures of all shapes, sizes, and designs. This year, with more than 200 snow sculptures, the week-long festival is expected to draw more than 2.5 million visitors from all around the world who are sure to appreciate the size, quality, and detail of these exquisite sculptures. So we'll put a link in the show notes. It's phenomenal, and it's pretty cool that it's a 66 annual, you know, <laughs> order 66. See, because... <laughs> I thought it was funny. Okay, but but the sculpture is amazing. You have to check it out. It's I don't know what else to say about it. It's amazing. It is. I and you know when you first look at it, the of course the, your eye goes directly to to Vader and the troopers. But then you look right. in the background and there's a badass formation of uh, the Death Star with a Tie Fighter, and I'm like, yeah. that's awesome. I mean, and to know that it's done out of ice, just I mean, whoever did that is the best. Yeah, and it's ever. massive. Yeah, it's huge. All right. So definitely check that out. Uh, So the other thing we want to talk about this week in the Star Wars section, we actually said last week we'd be talking about, uh, which we may put off. I'm actually working on a blog post about the Marvel Star Wars um, comics, the new ones that have come out under the Marvel banner. Um, I read the first one. Uh, I, I, I can't even tell you how awesome it is. Like, Obviously, I'm a Star Wars fan. Maybe I'm a little biased, but I, I made some notes. I'm going to put the blog post up, and I think when I get back from vacation, it'll give us time to read maybe the first two. Yeah, well, the and second then, one just got released, and then um, literally yesterday, they mm-hmm. released uh, issue one of the new Vader series. Um, okay. So it's not just a, an overarching Star Wars comic. They're doing a, a Darth Vader comic as well, and uh, that just got released yesterday. So I'll be picking that up, and uh, I'll read all three before next week. Yeah, let's let's do that. Let's read all three and talk about it. One thing I, I did want to say about number one, which I'll be putting in my blog post, it just feels so Star Wars. I mean, obviously, you know, that's generic to say, obviously, but <laughs> I, I, you know, it, it, it basically occurs right after, you know, the first Death Star uh, is destroyed. And it's just, there's something about seeing Han swagger into the, into the, into the, you know, uh, into the frame and 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 talking smack to Imperials. I mean, it's it's really a fun read. Three um, PO is contemplating shooting someone with a blaster. I mean, I could go <laughs> on, but I don't want to ruin it for you, man. So we'll postpone this and talk about it. The humor of Star Wars is there. Um, Luke, uh, you know, kind of getting stronger with the Force. And I don't want to spoil anything, so I won't tell you um, who comes on the scene and what he does. But it's mm. phenomenal. It's phenomenal. Secrets. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. And you know what's just great is I can't remember if we mentioned this last week, but the original Star Wars comics from the late seventies were originally run by Marvel. Yeah. So this is a return, basically a return back home for the Star Wars comic franchise. And exactly uh, because know, Dark, been, Ho- Dark Horse had him for a long. Dark long time. Horse had him for years, and then the, mm-hmm. the licensing agreement finally came up last year, and you know it just made more sense than, since they had Marvel in house to just you know. It's obviously going to cut costs, but you also just get the phenomenal, you know, Marvel, uh, you know, art department. So, yeah, I'm very. And it's excited. really getting me back. It's really getting me back into into comics. I mean, what else to get me into comics? But you know, Star Wars. So here absolutely. Go. All right. So, are we ready for uh, pop culture? Absolutely. Um, for Take me, it away, sir. Um, I you know this week I, I basically have uh, two main stories that I just want to bring up, and uh, then I'll I'll get into what my uh, my topic for this weekly this week's weekly top ten. Um, but just uh, yesterday, actually last night, uh, John Stewart announced that he's leaving the Daily Show after 16 years. Wow! Did he um, give a reason why? 
you know, it's just it's he's been there sixteen years, and I guess just, sixteen years is a good run. <laughs> yeah, he, he just announced it, but you got to remember he, uh, you know, he took last summer off to go uh, um, create his directorial uh, effort uh, of um, Rosewater, and um, you know, John Oliver took his place during that time, and now John Oliver's got his new show. Right. Uh, which just started season two, and I watched in the first episode was flipping hilarious. Um, <laughs> and it's called uh, you know last week to last week tonight, and uh, that's great. And you know he's just he's had so many people that have been able to come out of of being correspondents to have their own shows. I mean you know uh, the Corbert Report, you know right right went on to now he's going to be doing the uh, the Late Show, um, and then. Larry Wilmore just got the nightly show, which is after the daily show, and he's doing a great job there. Um, but it just makes me wonder who's going to take his spot. Because, hmm. you know, when he took over from Craig Kilborn back in, I believe it was 99, yeah, um, or late 98, early 99, something like that, uh, Kilborn had a much different format. Um, but he's pretty much solidified what the brand of the daily show is. Yeah. And so it'd be really curious. Now, wh- one thing I found interesting is after I heard the news, I hadn't yet watched Monday night's episode, which has no uh, uh, announcements in it. But he did have um, as a uh, as a correspondent on that show uh, on that episode was the guy who used to run. I, I'm drawing a blank on his name, um, but it was uh, a guy who ran a, a uh, political satire show in Egypt. That was shut huh. down by the government, and he's been a big fan of, uh, John Stewart's been a big fan of his, and he's been on as a guest a couple times, but this is the first time he'd ever been on as a, as a correspondent. Okay. And he came on as a, as a Middle East expert, you know, the... Oh, uh, I've seen him. I li- That guy's hilarious. Yeah, and he's really funny, but he's used to running his own show, and uh. usually whenever he has a correspondent on, whether it's, you know, used to be White Snack or or, you know, Kristen Shaw or Larry Wilmore even, there's a lot of interaction. There's a little bit of interaction here, but you could really tell that he gave this guy an opportunity to really spread his wings in, in it. Okay. And I think it would be really interesting and a major kind of um, political import to, you know, maybe give it over to this Egyptian guy who is fantastic mm-hmm. and phenomenally funny in his own right. Yeah. And is was inspired by the Daily Show to create his own style of show over in Egypt. I just I think it would be a very interesting choice, huh. especially since everybody that kind of been on the the Stewart payroll that was ready for a show now has one. With Oliver and, and Wilmore getting their own shows, right. um, I'm not sure unless they were going to do like a Crossfire style format change and, and give it to Jason Jones and Samantha B who have mm-hmm. been on really the entire time, almost the entire time that Stewart's been there, that would be the only people I think would be ready for uh, having their own show, but it would be sure. a, it would require a change of format. So it's an interesting choice, and I haven't seen anything that even hints at this, but I think it would be a good choice. I'm with, I, I'm, you know, I respect your, 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 your thoughts on these things, man. You have a good insight on these. I, I have no idea. I well, I like John Stewart just fine. I I never watched it, you know, night you know night to night or anything like that. But I I really like John Stewart a lot. I like Colbert Report. I like those style shows. I just hard to get him into my rotation. But it, it is sad to see him go. But it, it's it will be interesting to see who takes his place. So I'm definitely with you on it that. Is, well, what I find really interesting is you know as we're trying to create a branding here of you know the usual, 
you know, yeah. with the flip side and the usual and blogs and all that stuff. Um, and you know, you've got the the Smodcast Empire and the Nerdist Empire. You know, people just forget that you know John Stewart's not just a, a Daily Show host; he's also a producer over lots of stuff. Yep. And you know, he's pretty much created a branding of Daily Show and Daily Show. There's a podcast and there's blogs and. Right. And, you know, the, the nightly shows come out of it, the Colbert Report, and he's a producer on all of that. So, cool. you know, he's just should, created should we an just, entire brand. Should we just take over for him, you think? Oh, absolutely. We're, we're right. ready for that. Well, I think so. <laughs> you know, well, neither one of us is good looking, though, so, you know. <laughs> right. Well, there's that. Well, you know, maybe not TV. Let's, let's, keep, let's stay to podcasting for a while. Stay to, we, we've, got, we've got a face for podcasting. <laughs> all right. Uh, so what else you got? A story too. Big news out of again Marvel is that Sony and oh, Marvel have finally huge. come upon a deal on Spider Man. Mm. Um, the interesting thing I found found about it though was that Sony is retaining the rights and they're just bringing Marvel into the fold. So, um, uh, the um, the main. Well, should we backtrack a little bit? What's the the deal was is that Sony saw the rights to Spider Man, right? Correct. And so that's why the new Marvel universe has not incorporated Spidey yet. Exactly. But what this does is it gives Marvel the permission to start including Spider Man in their uh in into their um you know, cinematic universe. Right. But Sony still uh retains the rights to do standalone films. But Marvel people are brought on as producers to the Sony films now. To make sure the continuity's there, right? Absolutely. Um, yeah. So otherwise they would never have signed this deal. <laughs> right. So now there becomes a question, though, is, you know, there's a couple of different Superman. I mean, uh, Superman, Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, I mean, just as, you know, you, you come along with the history of, of Batman, you know, you've got different Robins. And, you know, mm-hmm. with Bruce Wayne, you know, there, there was a co- the cartoon where you had a you know, where he was older and you had a different person taking over Batman. It's, right. it, it, you know, they just had a, they have a brand new Spider-Man now. It's no longer Peter Parker. Um, I'm drawing a blank on his name now, but it's a young, you know, African-American guy. Right. And he's the new Spider-Man. So I think it would be really interesting if they left the, the Peter Parker part over in Sony or they gave the new character to Sony. Um, but, Especially since they've announced that the Civil War is going to be coming, be, uh, becoming a major plot point over in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, starting with uh, Captain America, um, which is well, the Civil War. Um, right, which is crazy because, and I, you know, not to cut you off, but one of the things that people are saying too is that you know, uh, Captain America Three Civil War is pretty much going to have everybody in it. Exactly. So is it really a Captain America movie? It is, but they, they, you know, if you haven't read the the comics for Civil War, it basically centers on a superhero registration thing, very similar to like the mutant registration that you get in X Men storylines, mm-hmm. um, and it basically it created a, a schism between you know superheroes on who fought against the registration and those who fought for, and it basically came down you know two leaders split, and you had Captain America on one side uh, who was very anti registration because he saw what registry registry registering people was like in world war two. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and then you had iron man, uh, you know, Tony Stark on the other side who was okay. You know, let's just kind of not battle, which is very un iron man. Um, yeah. and then Spider-Man was kind of caught in the middle and it really all came down to, 
um, to that in the big reveal is that Spider-Man actually reveals his identity. Really? As Peter Parker. It was the first time he had ever revealed it to the... I mean, there were people in his life that knew it, but he revealed himself to the general public in the storyline as being Peter Parker to kind of help do this divide. So it was very important that he was Peter Parker. So that's why I think it would be smart for Sony to take over the new version of Spider-Man in the Marvel comics, and in return, Marvel gets their original Peter Parker back to fulfill the Civil War storyline. Yeah, I, I would like to actually visit the Civil War storyline before the movie. I I loved Captain America 2, The Winter Soldier. Um, to me, that's up there with Avengers. It's one of the best Marvel movies, in my opinion. Oh, absolutely. You know, obviously, the original Iron Man was great as well. Iron Man 3, I really enjoyed too. But I there's something about The Winter Soldier that just really... It was it was it was phenomenal. It has so much I, more of the the depth of the Marvel mythology. Exactly, you know, um, and I I really enjoyed that film. I so as far as Captain America three, I could not be more excited about it. Bring Spider Man in, yep. I'm in, I'm in. Exactly. So I yeah. <laughs> so I'm I'm very excited about this this possibility. I'm waiting yeah. to hear back hear on more um, particulars on right. what the actual production goals are going to be but that would make the most sense to me to stay um true to the original plot points yeah but, ho- you know, hopefully we have more info in the next couple of weeks for sure and we can talk about it but yeah i it's gonna be i think it's cool i think i'm you know and why wouldn't sony jump on board i mean the amount of money that marvel is making why hold out you know they're not going to make nearly as much with just a, you know another amazing spider-man movie or whatever exactly and you know with this deal i'm sure Sony's getting a percentage of any Marvel movies that include the Spider-Man characters. So, you know, they're just going to be getting, you know, back in money without much capital investment. So just money wise, it makes sense for Sony. It does. So what else? So that's it for that. Um, you know, now we're just on to my weekly top 10. Um, my blog just got posted, uh, today for my, uh, weekly top 10. We talked about in the last episode, which was, uh, top 10 greatest movies you've probably never seen. That was a good um, list, dude. I had only seen like two of those movies, though. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, they're movies you've probably never seen. But, you know, they all have very important uh, aspects to popular culture. And I, I just, I loved it. Um, unfortunately, I didn't pick any movies from the 70s in the list. But there's two from the 50s, two from the 60s, mm-hmm. uh, two from the 80s. or Yeah, something like that. And there's some 90s and even some uh, 2000s in there. So, yeah. you know, a wide variety of, you know, drama and comedy and action and, and stuff. So there's that. I actually had one that I, I really almost put on, so I'm just going to mention it here as an honorable mention. So, yeah, so my honorable mention is um, a movie called uh, Everything is Illuminated. And it's fantastic. It's based on a great book, and it's actually a movie directed by Leah Schreiber. I think I've um, seen that. And it stars um, Elijah Wood, you know. Yes, I have seen that. And it's about this guy who is Jewish, and he finds out that his grandfather was in, you know, involved in World War II, and he goes over to um, to Europe to investigate a picture that he found. And it's just it's a brilliant movie, and Elijah Wood's great in it. But the fact that it was directed by Leah Schreiber just blew me away. He's very, very good behind the camera. Um, you know, it's funny cause you mostly see him as, you know, saber tooth in the, 
yeah. the X Men or, or the Wolverine Origins <laughs> movie, or you know he's married to you know Naomi uh, Naomi Watts, and he was in the Scream movies, and he was in Salt with Angelina Jolie. You know, it's mostly oh, that's right stuff that's like right. that. He was also in um, one of the Jack Ryan reboots of uh, Some of All Fears with uh, Ben Affleck. Cool. He played the the seminal character of John Clark. Um, so you know he kind of gets around, but he picked a really dramatic movie to do a, a directorial effort for and it's phenomenal so it's it's also one of those the most people have not seen so check that out but yeah. my weekly top 10 for this coming week is very cool it's the top 10 pop culture sagas and universes oh, i'm excited about this one my friend good, now, good choice i'm debating on altering it a little bit and you know just leaving out the the obvious ones of star wars and marvel or just like put those in as you know, no-brainers, right? Okay. But uh, I'll bring up a couple that um, that will be in there that most people don't don't consider. But Law and Order is oh, a very wide-reaching and in-depth universe because you know, of course, you have the three main Law and Order shows of Law and Order, Law and Order Criminal Intent, and Law and Order Special Victims Unit. But you also had another series called Conviction, another series called Trial by Jury. You have video games. Uh, you also have uh, spinoff shows um, like uh, um, Homicide Life on the Streets. Um, yeah. There's a, a show that's been on USA for the last few years with uh, uh, McCormick from West Wing called In Plain Sight, and that's actually part of the uh, the, the universe. So really? Longer is really, really much more widespread than just the weekly serials that you see on there. Um, so that's a really cool one. And then, you know, one that's really close to my heart is The Godfather. Oh, and yeah. what's really cool is th- these pop culture sagas are not just in one medium. Like I said, longer it's on TV, but they also had video games. And uh, I believe they even released a couple of books. Well, the Godfather saga was originally based on a book and, it, you know, it was turned into three movies. Um, but since Mario P- uh, Puzo's death, uh, it's been taken over. Um, and there's been, and I believe another three or four books written, uh, uh, in really? the series. And so, um, yeah, so it, it's again, wide reaching. Um, so those are two that are going to be on there. One saga and one universe, but you know, they will be, uh, other ones you guys are going to have to check out. Well, I'm excited about your lists. I, I dig them. Um, our readers dig them. So, uh, you know, anything that we have mentioned on the show, just as a general note, um, you want to comment in the in the show notes or on our website or on our Facebook page. If you have opinions of the Sony Marvel deal or Jon Stewart departing or the Marvel comics or SWOTOR, anything SWOTOR, um, we are, you know, I will give my contact, our contact information in a minute, but definitely interact with us. We, we, we love to talk to people. We are well over 200 likes now on our Facebook page. Join mm-hmm. us and, and interact. I usually post a geeky t-shirt every day. Which um, are great. I, I don't have a into them apparently, so <laughs> I, I I could keep going. I, I will keep going. We have an Instagram feed that I post to, and then that goes to our Facebook page. So, I mean, anything that that you guys want to talk about with us, we are down to talk about. It. Anything you want to call us out on, I'm okay with that too. It doesn't matter. Yeah, especially so, in you know my top tens are no by no means definitive. If you have suggestions oh, sure. to add to them or things that you think I, I'm just full on just you know <laughs> mention them in the comments or tweet me directly at i am will griggs and um you know because even though you know i do have a, a wide variety a, you know wide swath of useless information sure um, 
there are <laughs> still tons of things I've never seen. So if you think that there's something on the list that should be there, let me know and I'll, and I'll give it a look and you know maybe give you a shout out on the air. Yeah, we'll check it out and we'll get back to you. That'd be awesome. So you know, let's make your top tens into top fifteens. Five communicated, you know, five from the community. I'm down with that too. So. Um, yeah. uh, anything else for the good of the order before we take off for the week? So again, we won't be recording again, um, until I get back from vacation, but yes, we'll get a show out a to you very quick. Yeah. About a week and a half. So by the time this comes out, we'll be gone for a little over a week, but nothing. Don't, 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 don't forget. We'll be here. <laughs> we're not going, we're not going anywhere. We love doing this. So we do. Um, it's a lot of fun. Give us feedback. Um, keep, keep tweeting us and, Everything else, we you know, keep liking us on Facebook. Of course, everyone likes to be liked, but you know, uh, it's it's a fun fun community to be part of. So now it we is. gotta now we gotta get the Star Wars community people on our side. So um, we got the Swotor folks. Let's let's reach out to the Star Wars podcast and see uh, see what we can do over there. That'd so, be great. All right, so let's close this out. Um, so thanks for tuning in to the usual podcast. We welcome all feedback. As we said, if you have comments or questions or want to read the blogs discussed on the show, you can find us at the usual email us at the usual podcast at gmail.com and find us on Facebook slash the usual podcast. I can be reached on Twitter at Darth pops and will can be found at I am will Griggs. Of course, take the time to rate us on iTunes. It'll be awesome. And like and share us on all the social medias and definitely, uh, you know, talk to us. Ask us questions. We will talk back, I promise. So uh, thanks again and uh, we'll see you next week. See you.